Do you know what it is to get God's attention? To know that God is mindful of me. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visited him? God wants you to know I see you. So many of us live in situations where we work with people who don't see us. We're married to people who don't see us. We birth people who don't see us. We have parents who don't see us. We go to churches where they don't see us. And we live in this invisible pseudo reality that God is getting ready to switch around and do some amazing things. So sometimes it's not about what you're running to, it's about what you're running from. He found her because she was carrying destiny. He found her because she was carrying legacy. He found her because she was pregnant with God's plan. He found her because she was pregnant with God's purpose. When you got legacy down in you, when you got destiny down inside, you may not have no money in your pocket. You may have holes in your shoe. You may have your hair all over your head, but it's not what's on you that matters. It's what's inside of you. God found her. He found her because she was carrying a part of God's plan and purpose and destiny. And he kept hunting till he found her. Do you not know that God is on the hunt for you? He's worse than the CIA. He's worse than the FBI. When God is on the hunt for you, he'll find you. It's not what's on you, it's what's inside of you. She might have been invisible to everybody else, but she was important to God because God knew that there was a purpose even in Sarai's foolishness. Only God can take bad mistakes and make them work out for good. Only God can take bad choices and make them end up fitting into his plan. We know, for we know, Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. I feel like preaching this morning. I said all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. The thing might not have been good, but God will work it for good. The thing might have been foolish, but God will work it for good. The thing might have been crazy, but God will work it for good. God was working on their behalf, and they didn't even know it. And there Sarai is. She's, she's on the runaway. She's a runaway slave. She's a runaway slave, running away from Sarai, running away from the situation, running away from pain, running away from problems, running away from situations. You can't run away from problems. If you run away from problems, they'll always catch up with you. God found her. He found her. Stop running. Yeah, stop running. Make a note to yourself to stop running. Make a note to yourself to face reality. Make a note to yourself that you cannot cure what you will not confront. Stop running. Stop running. I don't care how they threaten you. I don't care how much they intimidate you. I don't care what they say about you. I don't care how they threaten you. You might as well stand up and face it like a grown woman. You might as well stand up and face it like a grown man because you'll never succeed running away from what you got to confront. God found her. She had to be important for God to search her out. 
She had to be somebody for God to go on the hunt for her. She had to be somebody for God to look her up. She had to be somebody for God to send an angel and say, don't stop flying until you find And the Bible said that the angel of the Lord found Hagar and said, Hagar, what are you doing here? I want to talk to somebody. I want to ask you a question. What are you doing here? Knowing what you know, having experienced what you have experienced, what are you doing in this desert? How did you get to this dry place? How did you get to this place of giving up your prayer life and your consecration? What are you doing here that you have reduced yourself down to this level? You know you were not made to be in no desert. You know that, that your provision is not in the What are you doing here? And she says, well, she looks at the angel and said, I was running away from my mistress. And then the angel delivers this message. He says, I want you to go back to what you were running from. Now that is a scary thing. If I was scared enough to run, now you want me to go back to the very thing I was running from. You might as well face it. You might as well stand up to it. It is what it is. It's going to do what it's going to do. And it's going to be what it's going to be. You might as well turn around and go back to it. You can't spend the rest of your life running from everything that is uncomfortable. I want to talk to somebody who spent all of your life running from everything that was uncomfortable. As soon as the job got hard, you quit. As soon as the situation got tough, you gave up. As soon as the business got difficult, you gave in. As soon as the marriage ran into conflict, you gave up. You have been running from stuff all of your life. And your takeaway word this Sunday morning is stop running. If I stop right here and don't preach another word, your word from the Lord is stop running. You've gone far enough. There's nothing in that desert for you. And God said, stop running. If you keep on running, you'll never be anybody. If you keep on running, you'll never discover your purpose. If you keep on running, you'll never find out who you are in God. If you keep on running, you'll never understand what you got down inside of you. If you keep on running, you'll always have low self-esteem. If you keep on running, you'll never become what God meant for you to be. Stop running. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord. Stand right here and steady yourself. Having done all the stand. Stand therefore with your loins girt about with truth. Broaden your shoulders, strengthen your neck, get your head ready and say it is what it is. And the angel spoke to her and said, stop running. I've never seen a man respect himself if he always ran away. This is past how Sarai feels about you. This is past how Abram feels about you. I'm talking about how you feel about yourself. You'll never respect 
yourself if you keep quitting. Do you not know that God said, I will heal you from backsliding? I didn't even know backsliding was a disease. God said, I will heal you from backsliding. I will heal you from running. I will heal you from giving up. I will heal you from quitting. I will heal you from stopping. I will heal you of always living in almost. I almost did it. I almost finished school. I almost got a degree. I almost bought a house. I almost got married. I almost had a friend. I almost, God said, I will heal you from backsliding. I will heal you from giving up. Incidentally, the word backsliding isn't just going back. It's really sitting down. Whenever the mule would get stubborn and sit down, his back would be at an angle, and they call it backsliding. Anytime you sit down on your purpose, anytime you sit down on your destiny, anytime you sit down in a desert and get ready to die, the desert isn't killing you. It's you sitting down that's killing you. And the angel told her, stop running. I want you to go back to your mistress. Now, in my mind, in my mind, in my crazy way of thinking, if, if the angel would have come to me and told me to go back to the very person that I had been running from, I would have been nervous, and I would have been upset, and I would have been afraid, and I would have been uncomfortable, and I would have had anxiety, and I would have had problems, and I would have had nervousness, and I would have, I would have, I would have had some a trepidation about uh, coming back into this situation again. But instead of being afraid, she got happy. She got happy in the desert. Oh, wait a minute. I want to talk about happy in the desert. She got happy in the desert. You don't have to wait till you get to the mansion. You can get happy in the desert. You don't have to wait till all your bills are paid. You can get happy in the desert. The best praise God ever got was a sacrifice of praise. I dare you to praise him in the middle of your trouble. I dare you to praise him in the middle of your problem. I dare you to praise him in the middle of your storm. I dare you to praise him when you're under attack. I dare you to praise him while you're waiting on the answer to come. I dare you to praise him in the middle of your dilemma. I dare you to praise him without knowing how things are going in. To stand right still in the middle of the desert and say, I'm going to praise you right out here in the middle of the desert. There ain't no praise like a desert praise. Oh, I wish I had some people that were watching me this morning that would give God a desert praise. I don't have no money, but I got to praise. I'm running out of food, but I got to praise. I don't have no job, but I got to praise. I'm going through a crisis, but I got to praise. See, the devil wants you to cry in the desert, but Hagar got happy in the desert and began to praise her God. Somebody take a minute and give God a praise in the middle of your desert. Hey, I want to pause just a moment and challenge you and provoke you in your giving to watch God do some amazing things in your life. The message, Elroy, God sees me. 
God sees you and he sees you as you sow and he sees you as you give and he sees your faithfulness. And when he sees your faithfulness, I don't care what kind of calamity life or man or enemies or haters or people or even your own bad decisions have gotten you into, God will open up your eyes and show you a way out. I want to challenge you right now to take advantage of this opportunity and sow into the kingdom of God. There are many things we're trying to get done for God. We can only do them as we partner with you. Would you stand in agreement with me, however large, however small, and plan into the kingdom of God and watch God bless you in supernatural ways. I'm going to take you back into the word of God because I got some more to share with you about this. There she is praising God in the middle of the desert. God always uses people that can praise him without a crowd. Anybody can praise him in a crowd. Anybody can praise him in a bit of noise. Anybody can praise him with a lot of great music. But God is looking for somebody who can praise him in isolation. God is looking for somebody can praise him without an amen. God is looking for somebody that can praise him all by yourself. And she wasn't just praising him just to be praising him. She wasn't just praising him because she took a class on five steps to a quick praise. She wasn't just praising him because she read a book on the power of praise. She wasn't just praising him because she knew the, the Hebrew words for praise. She was praising him because she said, Elroy, Elroy, Elroy is a word you might not be familiar with. It is a Hebrew word that means God sees me. <laughs> for somebody who's never been seen. For somebody who's always been overlooked. For somebody who's never been regarded. For somebody who's never had a chance. For somebody that everybody walked past. For somebody that thought your time would never come. There's a joy when you think about God sees me. There she is in the desert. She hadn't eaten yet. <laughs> there she is in the desert, and yet she's praising God just because he sees her. The Lord sent me here to tell you this Sunday morning, I see you. I see you. I see you. I know you don't have any money, but I see you. I know you don't have no title, but I see you. I know you've been through a lot of haters, but I see you. I know you made some bad mistakes, but God said, I see you. Do you know what it is to get God's attention? To know that God is mindful of me. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visited him? God wants you to know, I see you. Abram might not see you. Sarai may not see you. Your circumstances may not honor you. But God sees you. She said, Elroy. Elroy, Elroy, 
I want you to write that down, Elroy. I want you to put it on your computer, Elroy. I want you to add it into your praise language, Elroy. Elroy. Devil, you can't do whatever you want to do because Elroy. Enemy, you cannot have my body because Elroy. I will not be a skeleton because Elroy. I will not be a carcass in the desert because Elroy. The buzzards will not eat up my flesh because Elroy. I will not come to a negative end because Elroy. I will not die in my desert because Elroy. Somebody's in a desert right now and the devil's been telling you this is all you are. This is what you deserve. This is all you're ever going to be. Where you are as far as you're going to get. Your mama never got nowhere. Your daddy never got anywhere. And you're not going to get anywhere. But you put your hands on your hips and look the devil right in the face and say, Elroy, yes, Elroy, God sees right where I am. God knows right where I am. God knows what I'm going through. God sees how I feel. God sees what's happening in my life. God! God sees me. God sees me. God sees me. God sees me. She threw her hands up and said, Elroy, God sees me. I must be somebody. <laughs> I must be somebody. Elroy, I must have some value. Elroy, I must have a purpose. Elroy, I must be in the plan. Elroy, Elroy, God sees me. Shall yes! Shall yes! Shall yes! Shall yes! Yeah! Elroy, Elroy, working a part-time job, but Elroy, flipping burgers at a burger shop, but Elroy, living off of unemployment, but Elroy, body is right with pain, but Elroy, worked double shifts for two weeks, but Elroy, Husband walked out the door, but Elroy, wife don't care nothing about me, but Elroy, God, 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 God sees you. He sees you. He sees what's in you. He sees what you shall be. And they begin to prophesy to that old girl. And they told her, you're going to bring forth a child. His name shall be called Ishmael. 
said, he will be a wild man. His hand shall be against all men, and all men shall be against him. But out of him shall come a great nation. How can greatness come out of weakness? How can greatness come out of despair? How can greatness come out of disappointment? How can greatness come out of heartache? I'll tell you how. Elroy, if God sees you, they might mean it for evil, but he'll make it work out good. If God sees you, you might be in a weak place, but God will bring greatness out of your life. Elroy, he... That's what I want you to understand. That's what I want you to. That's what I want you to. That's what I want you to. That's what I want you. That's what I want you. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I. I want you to understand. He sits high. But he looks down low. He's got all power in his hand. And he sent me to tell you that he sees you. Now she's on her way back. Good God Almighty. The woman who was running this way has had an encounter with God that made her do a 180. I feel a turnaround. Somebody ought to do a 180 right in your house. God's about to turn some things around. What you was running from, you're getting ready to run to. God's going to do a 180. You don't want a 360 because a 360 will take you back where you were. You need a 180. God's going to give you a complete turnaround. And here comes Hagar back down the road. The angel told her, there is no provision for you in the run. The provision is in the fight. Ah, there is no provision for you on the run. The provision is in the fight. Stop running from the fight and turn around and go back home because I have put your provisions in the house of Sarai. That's why the enemy's trying to run you out. Because your provisions are right there. And it's only a matter of time until you see God provide for you. But the problem is you have gotten out of place. You left it because it was tough. You left it because it was hard. You left it because it hurt your feelings. You left it because you weren't recognized. You left it because you weren't appreciated. You left it because it got difficult. You left it because it was complicated. You left it because it wasn't easy. You left it because it hurt your feelings. You left it because it made you cry. But what you don't understand is that God is providing for you in trouble. <laughs> you didn't hear me. God is providing for you in trouble. The Bible said that God is a present help in trouble. If you run from the trouble, you're running from God. If you run from the trouble, 
you're running from your provisions because God puts your provisions in a place of trouble and discomfort and distress. God puts your promised land behind the walls of Jericho. God puts your blessing in the hands of somebody who has lost appreciation for you. And even though the atmosphere does not feel anointed, <laughs> even though the atmosphere does not feel conducive, even though the atmosphere does not feel convenient, even though the atmosphere is not what you had in mind, God said, I put your bread there. I put your water there. I put your blessing there. And you're never going to get what I provided for you until you go back to the place of discomfort. The place of discomfort is your growing place. The place of discomfort is your strengthening place. The place of discomfort is your place of provision. When Abraham carried Isaac up on the Mount Moriah, and he said, Jehovah Jireh, it was in a place of discomfort that he discovered his provision. God will provide the ram, but you got to come with the sacrifice. Until you are willing to raise your knife up and slay your flesh, you will not see the provision of God. What do you mean slay your, slay your pride? Slay your arrogance? Slay the fact that you are used to being spoiled and pampered and getting your way. And God said, turn around and go back. The God, Elroyi, who sees you, wants you to go back to the woman who acts like she don't. is happy to go where she was once running from only because she, she not because she thought Sarai was going to change not because she thought Sarai was going to have a change of heart God did not promise her that but she was happy because now she knew Elroy God sees me this is your opportunity to hear Bishop's fun hit series on family, marriage, and relationships. And I'm only asking for one thing, both for men and women, is to give up on the possibility that everything you think is right. Today, for your gift of any amount, you will receive Model Homes, the three-part audio series, and a set of four scripture magnets to help keep the word front and center. I don't need you to be victorious in here. I need you to be victorious out there. In addition to the Model Home series and magnet set for your gift of $90 or more, you will also receive the Joshua 24 wall art and pen, promises from God for parents, and the Model Homes 30-day devotional. I got you. You got me? I got you. Okay. God wants to bless your home life. Don't wait. Call or go online today and get your copy of Model Homes. Some things can only come from God. And she said, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. 
but have poured out my soul before the Lord. She said, I'm a praying woman. God says, the thing that brings peace to pain is making your requests made known unto God. Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.